We are on a mission, a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Podcast, we dive into current events that are shaping how pharmacists approach their patients and their businesses. Fuel your passion for pharmacy one conversation at a time. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I am your host, Mark Bivens, Vice President of Business Development at PioneerX. I am here with my co-host today, Josh. And I'm Josh Holland, Vice President of Clinical Strategy. And we are here today with Jeff Harrell, co-owner of Peninsula Pharmacies, board member of NCPA, and board member of AAP. Jeff, how did you get started kind of in in pharmacy or, or where'd you grow up and lead into that? I really don't know that story and I'm really sure. interested to see how that got started. Sure. I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the, the, the edited version. <laughs> uh, so uh, I grew up in a small community on the coast uh, of uh, Washington State. Uh, basically, if you pull out your map, you'll see there's a little hook peninsula down the lower southwest corner. And that's, that's where I grew up. Um, and we're about three hours from Seattle and uh, two hours from Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah, and I, I was a, a sports guy, basketball. Um, we are our, our high school team and it was pretty good. And then I went on to college and, and really um, my life was, was basketball. I reached out to Washington State, um, you know, the Department of, of Pharmacy. And, and, and the rest is kind of history. I got in and, um, and went through the program and, and realized that uh, – at that time, the programs were really focused on amb- ambulatory pharmacists, you know, okay. going to go into the hospital. And there was always a group of us that just uh, independent, independent, independent. And my wife was working for uh, Holly Henry, which uh, I don't know if you've heard the name, but she uh, was uh, NCPA president. Yeah. One of the, yeah. One of the, uh, I think the second female president, to be exact. Cool. Yeah. So she worked for Holly up in Seattle, and I was down at the, at the beach working and... Um, it was either get a new girlfriend uh, or move to Seattle. <laughs> and we met, met in pharmacy school. So my wife's a pharmacist. So I headed north and uh, Holly had just purchased an independent pharmacy in a real cool neighborhood up off of uh, Green Lake called Tangletown. And, um, and so I managed that store and, and Casey was managing one of her other stores for about two years. And then I got a call um, from my current partner. Uh, at, at the three beach locations that uh, the his sister was interested in potentially, you know, selling. So okay. we, uh, uh, my wife, she said I would never move to a small community like that. So uh, I pulled out the bailing wire and duct tape and strapped her to the back of the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so we, we, moved, we moved down to the beach. Um, and after about five years of crying, I think she really adapted well. <laughs> Five and, years uh, of crying. Yeah. And yeah. So we bought in July of uh, 06. We bought 50% of those three stores there. Okay. And then it's just kind of kind of growing from there. Uh, um, so. so you don't have anything generationally where everyone was a pharmacist. We, we, I mean, we get a lot of that here, and that's great yeah. how things right. typically start. Um, so, so nothing generationally there. No, nothing. I, um, both my parents didn't um, go to college. And, and one of their big things was for both their boys to go to college. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. So nothing, nothing in in our side. Yeah. 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 Cool. So mom just pushed and pushed and, and she made that right decision there that second year at junior college, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did you have anybody steering you towards pharmacy when you were going no. through there? No, not at all. So. I just knew I, it was math and science uh, I enjoyed, which was, you know, it's pretty basic now because we do, I do a lot of the uh, business side of it only. I don't dispense sure. too, too much anymore. Um, but yeah, no, she's just mom. I remember her saying that day, you know, why don't you look at pharmacy? And uh, the guy's name was Dana Lowry. Uh, he was the, uh, the head guy there in the, the department of pharmacy. And, and then Keith Campbell, I think you probably heard the name Keith Campbell, who's uh, yeah, kind of renowned. Uh, he's passed, but uh, renowned in the Washington State family of pharmacy, and um, and he, you know, he was a good. Ended up being a good friend and and helped me get into the program. And yeah, so the rest is kind of history. Cool. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. Most of the time, we talk to somebody like it, you. Either knew somebody, or you know, your uncle or your grandpa, or you know, your right. seven generations of your family owned a store. And it's kind of cool to see somebody that just I know popped in. That, yeah. yeah. It, Ahead, I totally, sorry. I totally can relate to that. Like, I'm, yeah, my parents didn't graduate either from college, and they were. Right. That was the first thing they were. They were like, yeah. "You were, I don't care in what. <laughs> That's no, what you're doing." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Neither of my parents went to college, and it was go. You have to get a degree. Right. Didn't care what in, yeah, but yeah. a degree exactly. was happening. Yeah, that was the the step to success to them. Um, sure. All right, so so okay, cool. So what? Where's the step then? What made you think through or? Or, or what is it that was a part of you that made you go, you know what, I think I think entrepreneurship is for me. I mean, because some, sometimes it's not, uh, and, and that's totally okay with anybody listening. But um, what, what was it in you that made you go, you know what, I think I can, I think I can take a stab at it? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think up, up when I was looking for Holly uh, in Seattle there, um, she kind of just dumped, you know, passed the store over to me and she, and she, you know, gave me some metrics and different things to do. And I learned a lot of good things and I learned some, some things that, uh, that helped me, um, not make mistakes, so to speak. Um, sure. and, uh, and I, and she let me back then we could negotiate a few contracts. And I remember I negotiated a specific contract that, that they were pretty happy about. And her husband brought me a half gallon of crown Royal with a handle on it. So I was hmm. like, right on. Nice. Uh, yeah, okay. so, All right. so maybe that's what got me <laughs> incentivizing <hooked. laughs> the right behavior. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know. So uh, what, what is it? I think they say all most pharmacists drink gin. Isn't isn't that kind of a I, a thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, gin and tonics is the pharmacist. Gin, drink gin and tonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. someone told me that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, Just so they can claim the tonic. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah, tonic. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the tonic and the lime. Um, but yeah, so we just, uh, I, as I was working through that store, I really kind of became addicted to some of the, uh, the business side of it. Um, okay. and then when we got that opportunity to buy, you know, we were very green. Um, both my wife and I took business classes at night because in pharmacy school, like I said, they train you to be the ambulatory pharmacist, no business training. Now, you know, we have the business competitions and, and a lot of cool stuff in, in cool. uh, schools of pharmacies across the nation that really point to, you know, entrepreneur or being, you know, an independent owner. Uh, so we took business classes, learned as much, and then just, uh, you know, just kind of become, came addicted to the processes and how to save money and how to, uh, to dial those in. And, and, uh, and it just, it, it's kind of evolved. You take that leap and even that has grown into probably, I would say you're, you're one of the people I know personally that, help other pharmacists uh, get into owning their own location. You seem to either consult or help from a partnership financially perspective, or even just from a consulting perspective at times, really help people take that step. 
what helped, what graduated you from, okay, I got my own place. I really want to help do this at, at a, at a larger and broader level. Yeah, no, it's, um, again, that's evolved too, but you know, Holly, um, Henry got me kind of involved in NCPA, you know? And so then I, I kind of, uh, started rubbing elbows with some high powered operators and, and some really good people in the industry. Um, and as time had passed, you know, the, the, the process to get into leadership at NCPA is fairly robust. It's like a 15 year program. Is it? Yeah. Um, it is yeah. A journey yeah, for sure. I, yeah. And so, uh, they liked me, I guess. Um, I didn't screw too many things <laughs> up. <laughs> um, I, would, I would say fair yeah, enough. well liked. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And got a chance to get in with, uh, with NCPA and, and currently am. And, but that's where I met Bill Osborne. Um, and Bill became a, a mentor to me and I, I saw his, his philosophy and operations, you know, there in Oklahoma. And, uh, and so it just kind of got my brain, you know, kind of spinning and I'm like, man, you know, we could do this. And so, um, you know, Eric, um, who I'm, I'm visiting here, uh, uh, over the next couple of days, he became our kind of our first partner. Um, and he was just a young guy out of WSU that was just had a store all pegged out and just super motivated. And, and so, um, yeah, I just kind of followed, you know, Bill's ball a little bit and, and it's kind of just happened. Um, and then as you get, you know, one, two, three, four locations, you know, the wholesalers, your, you know, your um, pharmacy family around you kind of start steering people to you because you're out there on the grounds and maybe this yeah. store might be for sale or that store. And then and then pretty soon people, partners kind of start coming to me. Um, I recruited a few, but, you know, okay. some have come. Um, I was doing the math actually for the podcast. We have uh, we have 13 partners now. Um, wow. and in 23 locations and, and it's really, I really get enjoyment out of seeing those guys and gals be successful, um, at their location. So when you go in to look at that, what, what's kind of the first thing you look at with the pharmacy to say, Hey, this is a good place for me to get my feet wet. Uh, you mean like buying a new one or just kind of, uh, or kind of just starting off? Um, let's say buying a new one. Sure. So it's kind of, it's kind of ironic. You know, uh, there, there was a point when I bought some long-term care, a long-term care pharmacy in Seattle in 2015. And, um, we worked out really hard, excuse me, in 2013, we worked really hard on it for two years, had a, uh, three partners in that store. Um, but I really got kind of unhappy with that in particular industry. Um, and, and I really, you know, gravitated more back to the, uh, to the retail. So we sold, um, that location in 2015 and, and then really started focusing on the retail. But while I was there, I met a guy who bought out and, um, he was really going to, to scale, meaning he was buying long-term care pharmacies, left, right, left, right, left, right, to get to some scale, oh, wow. some to purchasing some, scale. Sure. Yeah. And, and him and I, um, kind of hit it off as, as friends, even though he was buying us out and, uh, and he did some some outside pharmacy work, you know, he sold a big dot-com business and some stuff. So he had some tremendous uh, firepower, you know, behind him and, and, and industry knowledge. And, and so, you know, when he, he said, I got to get to X amount of dollars, you know, to really be relevant, or I'm just going to be, you know, sitting out on this little island and, and trying to survive, especially sure. with the way, you know, the, the third party market or the, and the PBM market's going. So um, I kind of took that after we sold that off and I took a, I told, promised my wife I'd take a year or two break, you know, just to clear my head and, and be home and uh, with the family. And then it just kind of started happening. So what, what we do, uh, Josh, is, um, is if somebody's interested in selling, we kind of have a, a, a five or six uh, 
item list that we want to look at. Um, but really what I first thing do is I look at the buy side. So as we've created you know, some buying power, um, I take the store that was wanting to sell, you know, and I take their cost of goods and their rebates, and I bump them up against my cost of goods and rebates. And probably the last 10 acquisitions, the stores can buy themselves on the, just on the cost of goods savings alone. And so, yeah, so then I, wow. we just said, yeah, we wow. step right in, we set okay. it up, and that store is able to then really buy itself based off of strictly the cost of goods savings. And it's uh, and that's the first thing I look at really uh, immediately when I look at a new store is what can I save injecting them into our group? You always hope for that one granular nugget, and that one's like and there it is. Okay, I know. You just have to buy better. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that's the yeah, definitely leading, probably the leading thing to do. And, and you're doing in some, you know, you'll. I think you even have some targets for after we talked a little bit for like volume you want to get a location to. Um, I feel like some targets you guys are always trying to try to achieve. You like, you know, you can have a good pharmacy after, after yeah. X, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. things yeah. like that. And, and, and sometimes that'll be okay, cool. And maybe there's another one in the neighborhood. I'll say that, that you could either, you know, someone's maybe it's too small for someone to really keep going. Um, and it's more of a headache than anything. And, and you're looking to consolidate that. Um, no, and we've, uh, let me see, we've done one, I think we've done five like that. So just exactly what you said is the store that we bought it, and it might have been a low volume store, um, and it does okay in our group, but then the store, you know, in the near proximity, doing the same low volume, you know, the independents are kind of, you know, competing against one another in a, in a small market. Yeah, and then we have kind of a, a distant plan then to merge the two together and create a really nice you know, independent pharmacy. And you're right. There's a, there's a dollar threshold that I look at. And sometimes when I'm meeting with owners and, and I say, you know, your, your volume is pretty low and it, it would be really hard for me. Um, I, I think I offend them sometimes <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not really trying <laughs> right, to, not no, trying I mean, to. Yeah. I mean, I totally respect every independent owner in, in the coal uh, industry, but you know, there's a, there's a, there's a tipping point and, and it's gotten to, it's gotten you know more precise as, as our industry's changed so much, and so yeah, we look at an, a, a specific dollar. Now I'll, I'll go low if I can see that opportunity to get the other store merged in, you know. Sure. But you know, typically we do have that one threshold, and um, it makes it easier. It really does you know, for, it, for the partner and and for our group. That makes a ton of sense, um, and some of that, you, it sounds like you really target areas kind of in rule settings. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Like, it doesn't sound like, and maybe you do, do you have any locations that are right in the middle of an urban area full of, you know, competing against CVS, Walgreens, and that space? Yeah, yeah, so we do. We probably have uh, half a dozen of those um, okay. that are, um, you know, in the rural or in the metro, in the metro areas. Um, most of those are pretty high volume stores. Okay. So they're overcoming that, potential reimbursement lacking by being sure, in that those metro side. contracts. Yeah. But they've got, uh, they've got, you know, some big volume, you know? Um, and so those stores do fairly well. And as you guys know, I mean, we, there's nothing that we don't do better than the chain and, you know, they may have to edit that out, but I mean, no, the, no, there's no, no editing of that one. Yeah. We all yeah. believe that. And so you might actually, amplify uh, that one a little know, bit. A couple of our stores are literally across the street from the other chains. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
but you're right. The rural communities, uh, in fact, we're going today to uh, uh, Idaho to look at a store um, in a rural community. And the stores that are rural and can get rural contracts um, really do a lot better. That's what Benjamin um, was saying. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't and, know if you listen to Benjamin. We have a handful of those because some are rural, but yet are still canceled out by the 15 mile CMS rule okay. uh, by another store. But they're still in a small community. They just don't get the rural contract um, with, with, with the PBMs. And so, yeah, it, uh, those stores do, do do better, but we, we are in a nice. Um, and a nice demographic in those communities that need a pharmacy, especially an independent. So knowing what you know now, um, what do you think about starting a brand new pharmacy from scratch? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's almost like you've got my crystal ball. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. I, I, there was a store in, uh, <clears throat> up on the I-5 corridor, uh, and I, it's, a, it's a real funny story. I, I got this for for free, basically. Um, a, a guy was going uh, bankrupt. The store was going to be closing. Um, we went in and, and got the files uh, and reopened it in 90 days. And we made it a real simple model. Um, it is, we don't build Medicare Part B. Um, we do a, a very small front end. So we do immunizations, um, vaccinations, and we just fill prescription, have a drive-through and a small footprint. And, uh, and I saw the numbers, you know, when I ran the reports, when I went to visit him and I knew it would be successful and having that low, you know, that low employee, um, cost burden yeah. and, and a small footprint and not a lot of overhead, man, the store does real well. And it, and it really is only, you know, a couple hundred a day store. And so we, uh, want, we're going to recreate that exact model in a, in a town just uh, south of, of that town. Uh, and we're going to build it from the ground up and it's going to be exactly the same, you know, small front end, okay. drive you know, cause you know, people really want in and out now, especially in, in, in the COVID times too. For sure. Um, you know, and, and a lot, as sad as it is, our front ends, you know, really only are about eight or 10% of our sales. I mean, and even with COVID, they're probably less now, probably closer to six or four. Okay. Um, you know, e-commerce is eating us alive, but that's just because, you know, we're in a pandemic and yeah. people don't want to let, you know, don't want to shop. They want to get their necessities and they're out the door. Uh, so that small footprint. Yeah. So we are building, we're going to probably hopefully have it open by the end of 2021. Nice. So with your front end, you mean like gift items or just regular OTCs? Uh, the, the whole shebang, you know, gift, okay. gift and OTCs. Some stores are really big, as big as 12,000 square feet. And some of them are, you know, real small, as big as, you know, 1200 square feet, small front end. But um, it doesn't matter the size of the store. The metrics are almost identical. It's, it's 10, 8 to 10% of your sales are your front end, and the pharmacy drives the ship. And it, it, it is what it is. And, and right. um, there are some, some unique guys out there that you know, have some big-time sales and some specific nutraceuticals and different things. Um, you know, and they work it hard. You know, so their percentages might be a little different. But... Um, but our percentages pretty much fall in line with, with what I said. Man, that's cool. So, so you have um, a couple of levers I'm hearing you guys pull on as, as you're talking through this. And one of that's volumes important um, mm -hmm. geographically, how close another one is, it sounds like too, but also rule or not. And it sounds like you can dial up, if you can dial up the volume lever, you don't have to have that rule switch um, or a rule toggle for, for some yeah. of that. So that makes total sense. 
Um, You're paying attention. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking notes here. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Um, and, and then, so what, what are you looking for? Like when you have that, like, let's go back to kind of just the people you put in place. Um, what kind of staff are you, are you looking at when you're kind of building these models? Um, and, and you talk about, you know, you had somebody that was basically had the volume to be successful, what you were talking about, but they just sounds like didn't have the model. You guys came in and cool. The guy's going bankrupt. We come in, we put our model in place and it works. Is it, um, what kind of staff are you looking for? What's the staffing model look alike? look like a little well, bit. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I really like the partner model. I mean, I have some okay. stores that have managers and I own them outright, but I do have, most of them are a partner. And I've, and I've, you know, that kind of goes back to Bill Osborne. And if you got some skin in the game and you're at that store, you're going to run it like they're every dollar's yours. And so, you know, that, that model works the best. And, um, but you're, you know, these stores, like the one we were just talking about, um, they, uh, they're, they're not run, they're not run very cleanly. Um, and pharmacy is an industry that is like no other. And, and when you sit and have a beer and explain it to somebody, like for instance, you know, you go to the grocery store, you buy a candy bar, you know, you pay a dollar 50, you hand the lady a dollar 50, she puts it in the till, they put it in the bank tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And the only way that store loses money is if they don't price it right or someone steals it. Right. Mm -hmm. So here in our industry, you know, we're pressing, you know, F7 or F12 or whatever button that is to <laughs> right. rifle that claim right. off. And if you have an obsolete NDC, uh, you, you got a package size wrong. I mean, boom, you could lose $50 in two seconds. I mean, you could lose $100 so in two true. seconds. so true. Yeah. You know, you submit a flu shot without an admin fee. You know, the pharmacist forgets or who's ever billing, the technician, $20 lit on fire, right? And yeah. you're not going back and looking at those. You're always going forward. So what industry can lose so much money on a simple transaction by just a, a minor little error? You know, that's us. That's true. And Super yeah, true. and so we, we have so much money wasted for ourselves in our industry by just not, you know, basically dotting your I's and crossing your T's and watching the pennies. You know, I, 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 I had an old saying, and I can't remember who told it to me, but you watch the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. And nice. so we, we get into these stores and we just start plugging all the leaky money holes, you know, whether it's, you know, double internet bills, um, extra phone lines. That, I mean, I don't know how many stores I've, I've, I've grabbed the phone bill and they got six phone lines they haven't used in 10 years. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's 30 bucks a line. I mean, right. You know, it adds up. Yeah. So you start plugging these holes and pretty soon, you know, you just save two grand a year or you just save five grand a year. You just saved another five grand. You know, next thing you know, you got 40, 50 grand you've saved of just, just waste. And it's not necessarily, yeah. you know, dispensing the prescription, but it could be how you're buying your labels and your vials and um, credit card processing. You know, I've worked with you guys on some credit card processing stuff, you know, sure. to help make it more advantage to the, on the fee side for, for the end user. So all those little things, we start plugging that and boom, that store with that volume is now super profitable when it wasn't. And it's, it's more of just the things I've learned over the years in the process we put together. Um, and it's fun. I mean, it's fun digging into a new store. Um, you know, I'm doing it right now in a big volume store. I mean, you know, 3,500 scripts a week and it, it's, and it's so profitable. And, and if you did nothing, it'd be a great store. But now you start, 
plugging those holes. And those holes typically are bigger, bigger holes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, because it's exponential with, with the volume. So you yeah. plug that big hole, plug that big hole, then you start working on the smalls. Pretty soon, it's just, it's, it's eye-opening. I mean, it really is. So, so clearly... <sighs> you have metrics you have you have you kind of have a uh, it sounds like i'm hearing a lot of stuff around data you're looking at um mm-hmm. you guys are heavy heavy it sounds like into data analytics then if you're i mean you're yeah. talking like package size making sure you have an admin fee for 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 vaccinations and things like that right, what tools or, or what tools that are out there um that you guys use or, or maybe it's all internal um to, no, to identify know, those things yeah, some of it's internal. We, we, I mean, we have a guy, and I'll kind of tell you the whole story on it. And um, but there, you know, there are tools out there now, and I'd say probably in the last three years, there's more out there for pharmacies than than not. You know, um, with different, you know, you know, PDS had something like that, and FDS, mm-hmm. and some different ones of those companies have you know, data analytic type models. Um, you know, I think some of the wholesalers do as well. But it's, again, it's it's one of those things where you know you're going to pay for a fee for service, then you don't use it, right? So right. how many fee for services do we go to these co- conventions and we're like, God, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to sign up for that. That's two ninety nine. Oh, I'm going to sign up for that. That's one ninety nine. Oh, pretty. That was even better. That's a, that's a four ninety nine. Or next thing you know, you're three or four grand a month into all these fee for service pr- platforms, and if you're not using them and yeah. not getting an ROI, you're absolutely lighting money on fire. So that drove me nuts because it's kind of like I got smart people. I mean, I, I've always said I'm only as good as the people that I surround myself with. And some of my partners, or all of my partners, are, are fantastic, but some are really, really super smart. And so um, when I bought a store, I had a, a pharmacist. He was, he was the son of the guy we bought out uh, and a super analytical type of a guy, um, you know, really into the, uh, to the systems of the body, um, really into the clinical side. Uh-huh. Um, and, but, and, 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 but not like an, you know, an outgoing kind of, kind of guy. I'm like, Hey, you know, his name's Ben. I said, Hey Ben, would you like to speak? No, no, I, I don't want to speak. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, so, yeah. So I was driving home <laughs> I get from that. visiting that store and, um, I got about halfway home. I think it was about, that store is about two and a half hours away. <laughs> Actually where I live and everything, everything's two hours away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like so, Dallas here. Everything's an hour away. <laughs> everything's yeah, an yeah, hour away, yeah. no matter where you go. So I got about halfway home and the light bulb came on. I was like, you know, he's got some super talents and he's a pharmacist. And I, and I've always been wanting, we were dabbling in the data analytics uh, okay. with our buying group. We had, I'd helped develop a, a, prog, a, a, a product that we offered to the, to the buying group pharmacies. And, uh, and I said, you know what, we've got enough locations. I can afford to hire a pharmacist to do this. And Ben has taken it and, and run, I mean, oh, wow. and run and run. And we now analyze all our data every night. We make sure that the package sizes are right. The NDCs are right. Um, that, um, we're not missing any admin fees on flu shots or shingle shots or anything like that. If they, they, they do, or, or, or let's say, you know, a, a brand went generic and you, and you ran the brand and you, you know, it's a, it's a new enough one where the staff maybe forgot it's generic, you know, well, they're not going to pay it at a brand rate. They're going to pay at the generic rate, you know, so you're, you know, you lose a hundred bucks or 150 or whatever. <clears throat> and, and some of those he catches in real time, you know, he's got some metrics that he's built in and he's watching. It, it, I, I always say he's kind of like the guy in the Wizard of Oz. You know, he's behind the green curtain and you know pumping all the different levers. Right, he's got he's pulling right. on these levers. Yeah, getting the, the data out. And uh, anyways, I, it's really helped us guys. I mean, uh, he sends a report to the stores, uh, okay. and they they fix those claims every day, the next day. And wow. uh, we also in 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 that report uh, that goes to the stores is our uh, late refill people. 
and uh, and and so we 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 have a, a system where the, the technicians will call and say, hey, Mrs. you know Mrs. Jones, your your prescription uh, it looks like it's a little bit past due. Would you like you know a refill? And uh, I mean, this is simple stuff. You know, people sure. are doing this, so we're not like this isn't recreating anything that most people aren't doing, but. Um, you know, and I know, Mrs. Jones, I see you got four or five other things that, you know, are coming up here this week. Would you like those? Oh, absolutely. And you'd, you'd be surprised the volume we pick up. But, but that is more than the volume because now we've made her compliant, right? Oh, yeah. And we, yeah. yeah so we take 10 patients non-compliant, compliant. Our DIR fee goes down. Our, our uh, yeah. scores go up. And we're saving money that we don't see and feel. And that's when the whole picture becomes rosy, you know, for pharmacies, when you're able to, to collect and save that money you're not seeing by doing, you know, I call it the snowball, you know, if you can keep it, if you can do it right in the beginning, it doesn't snowball into a big giant ball and get hit you in the face at the bottom of the hill. Right. So yeah, we're into heavy into data and, and Ben has done a fantastic job for me. Right. And almost beyond that, it's like, you're not really doing anything that's magic, right? You're just doing it habitually making Correct. sure that you've built those yep. good habits every day. You know, I could send a list to somebody every day and they, they may or may it. not do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we got and, some stores that, that need some pushing and prodding sometimes, you know, we're, we're, they're busy, you know, and I get it. Oh, yeah. But if they, if they carve that out, it changes the, you know, changes things. And I really, you know, I, I, I've always prided on not being a, a greedy owner. I really want to share with my employees because the employees make me and make my partners, you know, who we are really. And so if they follow that model, it makes the store more profitable and they see that, you know, they'll get some quarterly bonuses and stuff that they weren't getting sure. or normally not getting. Um, and they like that. Right, <laughs> they, right. they like that. Jeff, yeah. I, Jeff Key. I Money like, goes uh, well. Yeah. I like quarterly bonuses too. Yeah, yeah. Where are you, Jeff? Where are you? <laughs> I know, right. He's not here, <laughs> but, uh, so, so what's the, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, to, I don't know if you have this figure on you. So say you, you found a 200, 300 script a day store kind of ran, like you said before, maybe not as efficiently as it could from those little daily, I'm, I'm going to say little, I don't mean to trivialize it, but those little, you know, daily or transactional things you guys are looking at every day. What's the, what's the difference there dollar wise that you, that you feel like someone could that's still hanging out there um, for someone maybe not doing what you're doing. Oh, at the low end, ten thousand a month. At the high end, thirty. Oh wow! And that's yeah. that's incorporating what we've all just discussed. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You start plugging some of the phone holes and the vials and the labels and um, <clears throat> you know you work your PVA or your prime vendor agreement. Um, sure you know, to its fullest and you're not missing your, your, your GCR generic your ratio targets. compliance and you start hitting on all that. Um, yeah, I can get to those numbers that I just threw out there, but, um, it, it's, it, yeah, easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're doing it. Yeah. And we're seeing those, we're seeing those returns. Yeah. And that's, uh, and, and like Josh said, that's not, you, you didn't, and the, and the beauty about it is it's not <laughs> this novel, super novel thing out there that has never been, I'm going to say never been done before, but it's really something that if you can make yourself do something like this every, it sounds like every day, every week, it, the, the chances of hitting those numbers are, are, are a lot better than, than before. It, it's discipline. It, it, it's discipline. All day. And, you know, when, when you have uh, some, some debt, you, uh, you're more hungry and you're more disciplined. 
And I think some of the, the, the pharmacy owners who you know might be ready to sell in the next three to five years or who have everything paid off and maybe are set more comfortable financially, they, they might not look into some of these little things. And that's why when we grab those stores, boom, we plug them up, boom, their store's buying itself um, and then down the road to pay off. So, so our guys are hungry we're, and, we're, and we're, 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 we try to be disciplined. Um, and, and I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get on a store if they're not doing their reports. You know, and just be like, hey, guys, you know, everybody wants a raise or everybody wants a bonus. And, and you know, if we just do these little things um, here, it's there. If, if we don't, it's not. And, you know, sometimes it's up to you guys. So, um, you know, obviously some stores perform, perform better than others. But uh, sure. now, I don't know anything about Jeff Harrell being <laughs> Easy going. <laughs> well, there's a little intensity behind this guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, like both of you guys have said, this isn't rocket science. Um, it, it's just really simple business, you know, business 101. And you look at every line item. Um, I, the, one, the other thing we do when we take on a new store is, is I have every invoice run through my email in the first 90 days. Oh. I want to see what we're what 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 that store has been buying, who they've been buying from, what services. I mean, are we leasing our printers? You know, are we leasing our mailing machine? You know, all of that stuff is bloodbath city. I mean, it it, oh, it yeah. is just yeah. I mean, and then you start just picking those off. Um, so it, it allows me to see that store and what you know what the purchases of outside pharmacy vendors and different things are. And then I can say, okay, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're getting rid of that. We're going to terminate that mail and go to stamps.com. It saves us, you know, 400 a month. And, and we just start, uh, you know, tailoring that store, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's one thing I do is I want to look at every invoice of, from every vendor in the first 90 days. So you, you mentioned discipline a little bit. I kind of want to get on inventory because I see a lot of people really bad at that. Um, mm-hmm. what do you guys do? Like, I, I mean, I can only imagine coming into a store that probably hasn't paid a lot of attention to inventory. Mm-hmm. How do you go from day one to day 90 where their inventory looks amazing? Um, well, it's not day one to day 90. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, <laughs> yeah, expectations. I can tell you that, that inventory <laughs> and probably cash pricing are two of the toughest things I've struggled with for years and years and years. Uh, and inventory, actually, I was, I was driving up you know, to the airport yesterday and I was talking to uh, a husband and wife partner I have who are, are fantastic people, Will and Courtney. And we were talking about, um, you know, what, what kind of goals we're going to have for 2021. What do we want to do? You know, and one of them is really, you know, focus on the medical billing and getting that side of our group up and running. And, and kind of tie in with the CPSN model and, sure. and where we need to go. And, and, and that medical billing, you know, you can get some higher reimbursements, you know, on things we're currently doing. So we're, that's one focus. But the other is, is perpetual inventory, is to dial that in. And we probably of our group, I think we're at 23 locations now. I think four of them have it dialed in. Uh-huh. So, you know, we've got, we've got room to work there. Um, and so, you know, with these wonderful systems we're putting in, um, and, uh, you know, and so we're going to really focus on utilizing the technology you guys, you know, supply us with and, uh, and dial those in. Um, and, and I've actually tasked a few of the managers and partners to do that and and maybe attached even a little bonus to that because it's hard, especially Mm -hmm. if you got, you know, robots and, and if you start, you know, 
buying outside of, of you know, your, your PVA. And I'd right. like to talk about that because that's something that I see a lot of. But, um, you know, inventory is a beast. And, um, you know, I've always, you know, say, and, and the wholesalers will probably kick me for this, but why should we carry the dollars on our shelves when the wholesaler can carry the dollar on their shelf and we get a delivery every day? Right. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't need six months of that. Yeah. I don't need six tubes of that. I don't need eight inhalers of that at 250 bucks a piece. So getting people, your staff to understand that, you know, and another you know, quote I have is, you know, if that inhaler was coming out of your bank account, would you order it since you got four on the shelf? Well, no, no, oh, I wouldn't. God, no. Well, then, <laughs> then, then let's not order it. You know, right, right. Uh, or I'll, I'll just move it over into your bank account and see how well we manage the inventory. You know? and, and they get it. I mean, I'm right. doing it all in fun. I, I never, sure, sure, you know, sure. Makes total uh, sense. Accusatory, Adam. But it kind of helps them understand you know, where the dollars flow. But that, that's on the top, top priority list for 2021 is to get this, the inventories dialed in through the system. Yeah. Well, not coincidentally, both of those items are on my top 2021 list as well. So, yeah, <laughs> in <cool>. the mail. <laughs> so, so medical billing and um, inventory, I maybe uh, reach out to you guys and pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For oh. sure. We're, um, we're dabbling in a little bit now with this COVID, you know, testing site, we opened a COVID testing site, and we're doing a little bit of the medical billing with a vendor. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I, I always tell everybody like, yeah, anybody who took a finance class, they'll tell you like, in a low margin business, it takes turns, 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 turns to generate cash. Yeah. I mean, yep. that, that is the way. And then you got the overhead equation right underneath that. And then there goes, there's your net, right? Like that's yeah. like, yeah. Every time yeah. you, you, you mentioned pitfalls of buying outside of your, oh, yeah. your prime vendor. So, you know, everybody gets their deal, you know, whether they're in a buying group or they have a direct deal, whatever that looks like. And, you know, the wholesalers have to make money. And that's okay. one thing that I've learned over the years. I mean, they have to make money. And if, you know, and, and, and that's just part of doing business. I don't hate my wholesaler. Like people hate their wholesalers. Yes, right? dude, that's yes. Part. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Mean, they're supplying you <laughs> yes. the things that you need to sell for your livelihood and they hate their guts. Now, I don't hate my wholesaler. I, I, I like my wholesaler, you know, but we have a relationship of an understanding. And so they set the deals for you to win and for them to win. If you start buying outside of the deal and chasing the, you know, chasing that high, you know, uh, uh, discount or, you know, that cheap generic that, you know, so-and-so's got at XYZ, uh, you know, generic house, then you start eating away at what your, what the deal that was set up for your wholesaler. Right. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, that deal real quickly becomes more favorable for the wholesaler. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. It's set, it's set that way. I mean that, but they, they want you to succeed because they need you especially independence, you know, the wholesalers, you know, I, I don't remember what the statistic was, but um, a, a high amount of their profit is based off independent pharmacies in the retail sector. Off just yeah. us. No doubt. So we need, mm-hmm. yeah, we need yeah. each other. No doubt. You know? And so um, uh, we only buy from, from three vendors and we don't divert from that one bit. We buy from our buying group, we buy from our wholesaler. And then I have one other vendor that I've negotiated that we buy buy from with, um, you know, things we can't get from the, the, the two primary vendors or items that are non-contract. So I'll give you an idea. You know, we got items that our warehouse doesn't stock 
that are non-contract at the wholesaler, right? You don't okay. get a rebate on yeah, them. Yeah, you don't get any rebate. There's no incentives exactly. to buy them, right? Exactly. So you pull those out of there, and they don't care. They're not unhappy because they're they're kind of one-offs. But you know, I think we got 20 SKUs. Mm-hmm. We keep a list, and we buy them, and it saves about 35 to 40 percent on the non-contracted item. You know, so why wouldn't you do that? Um, but you know, like the store we just bought here, first uh, of November. I think he was buying from any in upwards of 20 different generic vendors. Oh, wow. Just administratively, I mean, like administratively, how do you do that? Yeah. I, well, th- right. there's a cost, right? Okay. Right. How many checks are you going to write? How many uh, visa transactions are you going to reconcile? You know, you got someone that has to watch all that. Those are dollars as well in right. that, you know, p- yeah. kind of pit we talked about. All day. And, and, and people struggle with that because they want that, item at three bucks right there, right? Okay, yeah, I want it's that tangible item to bucks. them, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. tangible. Hey, Jeff, I got a great deal on this drug and they're three bucks a bottle. And then you look at your wholesaler, you look at your buying group, you know, warehouse, and you're like, okay, that's six bucks. And you're like, well, sh- I almost said it. I almost cussed. I said, you know what? <laughs> well, heck. We'll, we'll bring it I out at him. We'll bring it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said, well, heck, that I just got three bucks savings right there. I'm going to take that three bucks savings. Yeah. But you just cannibalize part of your deal, your GCR, your generic rebate. If you'd have left that 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 six dollar item, I usually use a hundred dollar item, you sure. know, uh, as an example. But you leave that six dollar item in your pool at the end of a year, and you're all your rebates coming back. That item's that item's about two forty, maybe right. even two bucks. So you actually lost sixty cents, or you know, and if I do a hundred dollars, you you know, you lose fifteen twenty bucks because right. you're chasing that cheap right there. Um, and, and that's where I think our, we're super successful is we really, really stick to the PVA and the, the deal and we maximize it. And that's part of Ben's data analytics. Nice. He, he has to, our group ha- has to hit our GCR every month or a considerable amount of money is lost for no reason. And Ben is incentivized on that to make sure that we do nice. and he manages that. That's cool. It's funny is, you know, like, I think the trend in independent pharmacy is for pharmacies to be more promiscuous about their generic suppliers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I've heard some people kind of kind of go that route, too. That's true. Right. And you're kind of advocating the exact opposite of that, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. And let me comment on that, because those those that those promiscuous ones and um they might be a single store, maybe two right. stores. Right. Yeah, that's what right. I was going to so ask you. Is it different when you have so, one store yeah. versus obviously you have twenty three, but or if I had yeah. five, it's probably yeah. a little. Is there, are those rules of engagement a little different yes. when I'm I'm a very, single owner? Very, very much so. If I had a single store by myself, I'd probably chase the cheap drug um, because sense. everything's tiered, right? I mean, the sure. more you spend, the cheaper you get. Right. Yeah. Uh, the more you spend, the next tier of rebates you get. So, you know, let me preface everything I've said. Our, the buying power that you've created has sure. allowed us to, you know, our small store out in, you know, wherever, you know, um, Hoquiam, Washington, is buying like our store in um, Gig Harbor that's doing 300, you know, 3,500 scripts a week, right? Okay. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I just had Hoquiam, the small store out there, it would be buying way less and you would have to do those things. So, you know, what, what I just explained is not for everybody. I mean, if right. you've got four or five stores, then you can kind of do that and, and, and get your way up. But that's where this, you know, going, getting to scale came in is to, 
is, is I know I, I realize that if we don't, we're going to become irrelevant. And um, I, you know, I didn't have a number of what stores we needed, how many stores we needed to get to that. Sure. Uh, you know, it's it it was just it was just the more you know the more we added, it actually would help the other stores and that store because mm-hmm. it would be another dollar and, and we go up another tier and another tier. So um, yeah, but you're 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 right, um, Josh. They. Um, you know, it, it's very different for an individual store owner, or even a you know two or three store location owner. Got it. So it sounds like you're you're kind of saying around four to five stores is that area where you need to kind of start consolidate being focused. your buying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the volume. I mean, right. you got two stores doing ten million a year. That, that's you know, you've got some power there. But if those sure, you got, got two it. stores doing two and a half, three million, obviously that's different. So you know, multiple stores, whatever that looks like. Um, and whatever the volume looks like, you know, if they're two big, large stores, you know, you're, you're in pretty good shape, you know? So, um, I think what's the average pharmacy is at three and a half million, four yeah, million a year. Right, right, there. Uh, I, think, if, if I, remember, I remember, if I remember from the digest, it was somewhere in that range, right. you know? So, um, yeah, you know, two, three, four locations, the more, the more, you know, the better. <laughs> right. And some of that the can be stuff. done and can, can some of that be done in creative ways? And what I mean by that is like, I don't know enough about this legally, but maybe kind of partnering legally as much as you can from like a, you know, let's buy into each other at a small share um, to create one legal entity that does something like that. Is that possible? That That's, that's the model here. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, that's, you yeah, know, that's okay. what we've kind of done. Um, you know, my ownership percentage is very, gotcha. you know, they go from 5% to a hundred percent. And, um, and, and, and across that, you know, that book of, of 23 locations. And so I've kind of done that. And I've asked, I've asked PSAOs, I've asked wholesalers about exactly what you said. What if I traded, you know, what's his name for yeah, you know, 1% or something? Yeah. yeah, 1%. And now he's part of our group. <clears throat> you got to be careful though. Okay. Because I, I thought long and hard about this. Say you do that with a buddy and he's brand heavy. Mm, that's true. All he does your, is brand, that blows right? up your deal. Yeah. If you, if you have a heavy generic deal. Yeah, you you go back, you could crash our whole group and cost us tens of thousands of dollars in monthly rebates because we're not able to attain that GCR. So you have to be strategic in your partnering. Really targeted. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And um, but, you know, that's what buying groups are for. You know, know, the buying group helps those guys be able to do things that they couldn't do on their own. Um, They may not have the volume to, to trigger tears within their wholesaler, but they still should be in a buying group. Um of some sort if they haven't partnered with others. And, and they're all over the country. There's a lot of those. So I got a question for you guys. So 2021, you know, uh, pandemic, you know, you guys have done a lot for signatures, you know, for, you know, through, with the technology to, to get COVID signatures, different things. So what, sure. what do we got in store for 2021? Oh, I know there's a, a lot of, uh, Love this question. a lot of big news though. So what, what's Pioneer got for us? I'm going to let Josh yeah. go first. He's so the product guy. So, I'm, I'm not going to commit to any timelines <laughs> ever. Um, First and foremost. But, you know, you know, a lot of the stuff that we we kind of had, like, oh, this is going to be a cool idea, you know, our redo on our delivery app and things like that to really make those areas much more fluid. You know, and that kind of hits on what you guys do. You, you find a process, you plug the holes, you make it better. Um, delivery is one of those areas where it's got a ton of little holes that you can start plugging those up and make the whole experience a lot better. Um, namely the app being released in both iOS and Android. So you can get more devices out there. Um, 
you know, being able to pay for things, get better notifications about where your medications are, what's going on with them, um, taking the human impact out of it. So a lot of our notifications, you don't need to call somebody or text them with a human. If you can tell them the system can kick off a, hey, a prior authorization's pending, we'll let you know when it's ready and give them updates. So a lot of that's really around making that operational fluidity more palatable and really when a human doesn't have to do something, right, they don't. Right, and and yep. and something that I've heard him, Josh uh, and Jeff Key, our president, um, talk about is something that I don't know how long term this is, but like not sending you a, an alert that a patient because we have SMS texting and, and stuff mm-hmm, like that baked mm-hmm. into Pioneer, sure. but getting getting an alert when someone just says okay. You know, you, right. you you type something to them and all they did was confirm your okay, cool. Do, do they need to be alerted? You know, trying to use some some machine learning around there to figure out when it makes the most sense to alert a pharmacist or someone on the you know on the bench or whatever, right. and when it and right. when it doesn't make sense. And then also like what Josh was saying, extending the pharmacy outside of the four walls where you can, um, and that's probably around payment models. I, I can right. I can speak a little bit. I'm not writing too many checks. Josh has to cash. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I, I get lines, Josh. <laughs> yeah. right. But you know, but, payment in a at least in an asynchronous way is something that you have to really think about. You know, in the old model, you paid for it at the point of sale, you handed it to a patient, and in this next model, whatever that ends up looking like, you've got delivery, mail, curbside pickup, you've got in-store pickup, and not all of those have to be paid at the exact same time. So really making the you know web-based payments, right. the yeah. um, asynchronous payments, all of those things have to be good. Um, and, yeah, and no, that, that's good stuff. I mean, I know some of the delivery drivers, you know, collect cash and check still, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and I'd love to eliminate that. I mean, not, not that I don't trust them, but, you know, a guy told me years and years ago that it's not if they're, you're going to steal a ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's terrible to say, but unfortunately, uh, I, it probably holds some truth. Yeah, sometimes um, you want a burger, you ain't got the cash. I get it. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> even robberies, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. Robbery, too. Yeah, you don't want them that's with the cash. True, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Very much so. And that, you know, that's why I go back and forth on whether you wrap your car, you know, with your, your pharmacy name on it or you just keep the car bland. And I've always kept them bland. Yeah, what do you think? You know, is that what your school of thought is? I've seen, yeah, I've seen some I just, paint it gold, right? And, 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 yeah, and But I've also yeah. seen some, uh, we don't really want to be noticed. Um, we but, have a ton of pharmacy break-ins right now in our area. Okay. In the, in, yeah, in fact, one guy broke into our store, broke into again. He's been released three times. I mean, oh, it's just really? they're, they're, with the COVID and stuff, they're not they're knocking them up. But here, I got another question. Um, one of the things that hurt independent pharmacy, we believe, when HHS announced that they were going to use Walgreens and, and CVS for the distribution of the, the vaccine, and and it boiled down to their ability to um, to deliver the results to the databases that they needed, the reporting, right? And so we as independents all have different systems and different and different levels of technology that may or may not report. It would sure be nice if, and I know Pioneer has maybe some built in, but I'm not necessarily so sure it works super great or do, it does what we need it to do to get to the dates or even to the federal level. You know, is there anything on the horizon for, you know, for a unified reporting system where it would allow us to be more powerful um, as a as a group of independents and, and potentially be at the top of the list when, 
you know, stuff like this vaccine distribution and stuff comes That's out because we're always we're always mopping up. Right. <laughs> I, l I love that term, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I don't like that we're in it. But yeah. And that's an area where I, I'll, I'll say I think CPSN's done a really nice job. Um, they were really proactive and got in front of HHS around vaccines after it looked like independents were going to get left out. Mm -hmm. um, and now, you know, the independent market will be served with CPSN through the immunization piece. So I think they did a really nice job with that. Um, and a lot of it's been a lack of really centralized reporting. One of the nice things that, you know, your CVS and Walgreens can do and say, hey, HHS, here's this format that we're going to use and it's going to cover 8,000, 9,000 pharmacies. Right. Yeah. right. That's great. But now where Pioneer's at and, you know, with consolidation in the market, we could have, you know, many, many more pharmacies on the same reporting style, send the same report. Right. So all yeah. of that's aligned in a way that I think in the next 12 months, you'll be able to see a much more consistent, cohesive response of here's a single reporting format. It will match for 10,000 pharmacies across the country. And it gives independent pharmacy a bigger seat at the table when you can have a consistent response from Florida to Washington. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it, oh, it's, it's good. And even in my, you know, I do with Josh, we do a lot of the business dev together. Um, you know, even when you're talking to, you, you know, we take our swings at um, trying to get independent pharmacists reimbursed for other stuff, other stuff either they're already doing or other things that somebody else is already mm -hmm. being reimbursed for. And, you know, when you're looking at, you know, back when we were, when we first started, what, 2,200 locations on Pioneer, you know, we, we didn't have the scale right at the time no. um, to, to, to right. for a manufacturer either to listen or a payer to listen. Right. We would go talk to um, them and they would just say, look, you guys are cool. Your, your system looks great, yeah. but you're just not big uh, enough. Right. And, and then we're finally starting to eke into, Hey, 4,500 locations is a good chunk. You know, I did that. And, and, and as we continue to scale and we're going to keep taking those swings. So you're absolutely right. About that, I've too. always said that that ten thousand pharmacy mark for whatever that looks like PSAO right. or pharmacy system, it kind of makes it puts you in the game, you know, yeah. even puts you maybe towards the top of the of the playlist. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe not a hundred percent network. There. Yeah, maybe not a hundred percent network adequacy, but but you start to get closer. And then in some pockets, yeah. we've learned at least from our side, you know, network adequacy can be a very very just regional thing. And then we're we're right. And regionally, there's places where we have it. Um, so, and I think that that rural network, which we talked about earlier, yeah. you know, take it to another level. It is very important for network adequacy um, across this, you know, across the country. And I and I think it over oftentimes overlooked, but there could be there, you know, there's there's some value there, big value to help everybody as a right. whole. Right. Well, and because I, those those patients have to be served. Right. And that's, I think the, the caveat is we're right at that cusp of Pioneer RX being big enough and people finally realizing that, you know, like in your county where you were the only non-emergency test site, you have to have those places and independent pharmacy covers those, those yeah. gaps really nicely. So what you're kind of getting at that point where COVID sped along some of this, probably by a couple of years that says, that's true. Hey, you have to care and you have to pay attention to what's going on in underserved communities because we just have, I mean, even 
you know, large urban areas, there's just massive pockets of underserved patients. And most of them have an independent pharmacy nearby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well, Jeff, th- uh, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, and you taking out of time and you're super, sounds really busy, um, day and life and, and really just, um, I took notes. I felt like I took a lot of good notes on. He, he uh, was in fact holding up an empty <laughs> hand with zero. I notes. did. I got him on there. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate the, you know, the opportunity, um, actually feel honored to be on here and, and hope, you know, hopefully that some of the conversation we had, you know, with others, um, yeah. you know, and again, too, I don't, you know, I don't know how this gets aired or whatnot, but, you know, I'm always open to people reaching out and asking questions, oh, cool. you know, so, you know, at the end of the podcast or whatnot, if you needed to put my email or whatnot, I'm, yeah. I'm all open to Yeah. That. How, how would someone, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Jeff, J-F-F at penfarmrx.com. And that's like Peninsula Pharmacies, P-E-N-P-H-A-R-M-R-X.com. I'm glad we get to be one of the guys walking next to you or behind you, helping you, helping you do it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're a great, great partnership and look forward to uh, years to come and, and building things out. So. All right, all right, Jeff. Well, enjoy your day. I know you probably got a yeah. lot of work to do. Awesome. Take care, guys. Right, Thanks thank a you. lot. We'll see you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this Catalyst podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and or following us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. Follow PioneerRx on your preferred social media platform for the latest up-to-date pharmacy news and content.